We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So you have come here for information. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. We dug up a lot of good dirt. On My Talk. My Talk. Listen and learn. Rosie O'Donnell and Roseanne Barr have some similarities. They're both comedians. Their first names are basically the same. And on the quick glance, they might resemble each other a little bit. So it's not entirely shocking that people have confused them. Rosie says, people have mistaken me for her. It's been really intense. Uh, I've had people come over to me and say, you're not so funny now. You're going to say it in front of me, Roseanne? (laughs) She's like, actually, I'm Rosie O'Donnell. I'm the one who loves Tom Cruise. And then they think I'm her. The people who have come up to me have been very disturbed and insulted by that one thing. So, Mm. oh boy, that's tough. Yeah. Gosh. Okay, and now, uh, but Rosie O'Donnell's had her own (laughs) controversies, too, so she's probably kind of glad that somebody with a similar name has done something worse, if you want to compare. I don't know. Or has more attention on them. What if she's looking at it like that? (laughs) I don't know. I'm just filling in the blanks. I'm just keeping talking just because I didn't get a big response. So (laughs) moving on to the next story. Okay. Okay, let's see here. Um, NASCAR CEO and Chairman Brian France was arrested on charges of aggravated driving while intoxicated Uh-oh. and criminal possession of a controlled substance. Um, so he has Oxycontin in his car. He stopped. He had, let's see, this was in, uh, let's see, where is he from? It doesn't matter. Either way, you can't drive uh, with a point one eight percent or higher. Wow. And if you are the grand poobah of NASCAR, sure. you should probably really behave yourself in an automobile. That just, I, I don't know. It, yeah. I, may, or, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. It's like the Ubers aren't fast enough. Oh yeah. my gosh. And the fact that he has some pills with him as well. Dude. Yes. Yep. All right. Robert Redford, he is retiring from acting. He turns 82 this month. He thinks he's done enough. His last oh, yes. movie was The Old Man and the Gun. And that, yes. what, what was that? <laughs> the Old Man and the Gun. Old Man and a Gun. All right. <laughs> and he was recently in a Netflix movie with Jane Fonda. Yeah, he's done it all. He doesn't need anything to prove. He doesn't yeah. need to prove anything. How do we feel about actors announcing their retirement? Well, when they're 82, I think it's okay. It's okay then. All yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, don't do the share thing or, you know, or the who. You I'm keep back. A, you, you keep retiring and then you go on your reunion tour <laughs> yep. for yep. the Stones. Yeah. 
Okay, so on TV tonight, we have Bachelor in Paradise starts. It's the oh, that's right. They don't right give us a break. In. Yep, no break wow. at all. <laughs> they go right into it. Yep, don't even get a chance. We want to see all those uh, cast-offs on their own little island with other cast-offs. And spreading, spreading disease. Yes, and then another show on ABC that I will be watching tonight is called Castaways. It's the series Ooh. premiere, and it's about um, the need for human companionship. Twelve people are stranded alone on an island without knowing there are other castaways or when they're they will be rescued. It looks really good and I'm watching that tonight too, so I'll have a full night of TV. I'm gonna be curious to see how it's different from Lost. Maybe no supernatural element to it, maybe? Well this is a reality show, so it's not scripted. Oh it's a reality Mm -hmm. show. My apologies. So they don't know there are other people out there. Oh that's fun. All right guys that's the latest dirt you can find more at mytalk1071.com That's a lot of dirt. Dirt Dirt, alert updates at the top of every hour. Plus, get extended dirt alerts at 820, 1220, and 520. I gotta go. I'll be back in an hour. And now, Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on my talk. Everything entertainment. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the 6 o'clock hour. I'm Jason and Alexis in the morning. I'm Jace with Lex and Don McClain. Don't forget to follow us on Yield Social Media, Jason at Matheson, Dawn at Dark, and Lex in the Cities. Thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, picking up the story uh, from where we were. So we are now, I'm flying to New York. I have tickets uh, Friday night. I have tickets Friday night to a show. Uh, we got a little ambitious. I've learned so many lessons. Uh, another, another heap of lessons on this trip. But anyway, so... At this point, we were only delayed 37 minutes. We get to the airport. I'm thinking we're we're good. We are about, uh, I forgot to tell you, we're f- about a half hour from boarding. So I really thought we were good. Downing my cocktails, get the alert that the plane is now going to be three hours late. Which annihilates, no. which annihilates the cushion that we had in our schedule. We had about three hours to play with before we were in uh, danger of missing the the curtain because mm-hmm. you know they don't they don't allow late seating so it's you're there or you're not there yeah so we're you should have seen the looks oh. on our faces Colin we were sitting across from each other at this table and I just said I can't believe this I said we are travel cursed girls sometimes and we either have great luck or just no luck at all and he's like well what do you want to do and I said well. Can they be refunded? I, I said, I don't know. Let's try to sell the tickets. And he goes, well, let's just, let's wait just a little bit. And I said, okay, well, I am sure the hell I'm not going to sit here for three hours. I said, so why don't we take the light rail over to the MOA? I said, because our, our buddy Jonathan is bartending at Masu, so we can go over oh, there man. and try to make the most of this situation. Because I wasn't going to go all the way back home. That wouldn't have been logical. It just, time-wise, it wouldn't have been good. Yeah. So we did that, and, you know, that that wasted some time. And we get back, still no delays, still, you know, we're, we're still no further delays, I should say. So we get in the area. We have about another. Uh, we get another. We have about another half hour sitting there. We get to board the plane, and I'm like, okay, this is good. This is good. You know, maybe we can do this. Maybe, maybe, maybe. So Colin 
Colin got the idea to call Telecharge, who sold, you know, does Broadway tickets, to see if there's any way we could exchange the tickets for like a Saturday matinee. We had a oh, Saturday smart. open. We called and they did. They nice. did. And I was like, oh my goodness, thank you. Because that would have been just a waste of money. Um, so I had a little bit of stress off me because now I'm like, okay, whatever we, whatever time we get into New York is what time we get in. You know, whatever. Well, who cares? Friday nights, I go to bed at like nine anyway. <laughs> yeah. So this is where I've never had this happen to me before. Now, flight attendants listening to this show are going to be like, oh yeah, girl. <laughs> but it was so stressful. So we get on the plane. We're boarding. We sit down. I'm in the back. I'm in Alexis land. Um, <laughs> Thinking about how excited you are to order a gingy, right? I, I'm I'm back there. I'm I'm looking up at first class, crying, um, weeping, just thinking to myself, I should be up there, not back here with Alexis. So I'm sitting in my seat. I'm sitting in my seat, and Colin literally said to me, "He goes, are you gonna order? Are you gonna order a gingy and take and text Alexis?" I go, "No, I am not." I was so bitter. I was like, "I am not ordering her damn drink. I refuse. I refuse to order a ginger ale back here." So, uh, so as we're sitting there. This my talker passes us. So there were a couple rows behind us. We weren't quite all the way in the back. You weren't right next to the toilets. No, okay. This this nice blonde woman, smart ass. She's walking back. She's trying to find her seat and she sees us. She goes, I I hear her say to her husband, <laughs> that's Jason. And as she's passing me, she goes, Order a gingy. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, girl. I'm like, kiss my ass. I ain't order no gingy. I was so, I was like, no, Alexis has her rangers out here. So <laughs> order a gingy. So, okay. So we're seated. Then the captain comes on. We're, we're just sitting there for about a half hour. I actually fall asleep. I'm like just sitting in the seat. The captain comes on and says there is a ground stop at LaGuardia and they anticipate it being about an hour. So we are welcome to deplane. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, oh. not again. Mm-hmm. So so Colin and I, we we decided to deplane. We get off the plane. About a half hour later, they actually call us back. And there was a sense of urgency in the overhead announcement. Um, You know, it was just like, okay, uh, attention passengers for flight 4444 to LaGuardia. We are now uh, okayed for for takeoff. Please return to the gate immediately. Please return to the gate immediately. What? So, I mean, it it was like. Oh, my God. The stress. so, So we are, luckily, we're just sitting there. So we get back up in the line. We get back into our seats. Da, 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 da. And I noticed that this woman, I don't know why I, I recognize, not recognized her, but I focused on her. She was not back. She chose to got, get off too, and she was not back. Aww. Well, then they are, they are rushing to get everybody counted. The gate agent has to go through the legend. She's going through the empty seats, making sure oh, everyone's where geez. they are. And they close the gate. They close the door. And that woman did not get back on the plane. Oh, so we are now taxing and girl, I am like, wow, this plane, we are driving on the tarmac 
at MSP like a car. I mean, we are going fast. We are we are not going slow taxing around MSP. And I'm like, they don't want to miss their spot. In well, line. no, 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 girl, no, 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 no. I freaked out. The captain gets on the intercom, <laughs> and I'm not going to do the terminology right, but this is what he says. He's like. Greetings uh, from the cockpit up here. Uh, this is Captain Bradley Trainer, and uh, I just want to let you guys know, one uh, of you ladies and gentlemen know that um, we are working on about a five-minute window that we have to get airborne. If we are not airborne within five minutes, there's an employee, like it's an employee stop, which means they're off the clock, and we have to turn around and return to the gate. So we have stop. Yeah, which means they're off the clock and they have to switch crews. It is like a mandatory. I don't have the terminology right. Whoever someone will tweet me with it. But I was like, are you kidding me? We it is like it is like the season finale of a TV show or like Jack Bauer on 24. Our plane now it's two minutes because the captain comes on. He goes, we now have two minutes to get airborne. Or we have to sadly return to the gate. Oh, yeah. You girl, do it. girl, we are all, everybody is looking at each other like, get up, like, get go, this go, plane go. in the air. So we are turning, wow, girl. Why? He the- was, he was turning, he was flying that, he was driving that plane like a Ford Focus. We were turning, <laughs> we were, you know how planes just gently, you know how they very slowly get into place on the runway they're going to take off from? <laughs> girl, we were turning like it was a like it was a, a Camaro. <laughs> we got in, which we appreciated. He was driving fast. We got Thank in position, you. girl. We got on the position of the runway, and you know how sometimes when you get in the you got you get on your runway and the plane stops for a minute, and then the engines rev up, and then you go. Girl, we turned, you got on that right runway, <laughs> and we now were down to a minute. We had a wow. minute, and. We took off the plane's t- front front wheel got off the got off the ground. The entire plane erupted in applause. Mm. We were like, "Woo!" Everybody, because we Aww. it was down to a minute. I have never had that happen. It was stressful. I, I really did feel it was like a game show or like a reality show. Two, five minutes, two minutes, one minute. And that would have been it. We would have had to return to the gate. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. It was so weird. So, yeah. Did you high five the pilot when you deplaned? I wanted to give him a tip. I did. I wanted to tip the pilot. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. The drama. This is the most dramatic takeoff ever. It's like the the Bachelorette. Yeah. Good Lord. The drama. I know. 6.15. We got to take a break. We'll be back after this. I knew I could depend on you. Karen writes to us on Twitter. It's called Time Out. The crew was going to time out, Lex, mm. if we didn't get into the air. Yeah, That makes sense. 620, Jason and Alexis in the morning. Dawn's going to wrap up the season of The Batch. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lorette coming up next in the next segment. My goodness. I watched a good chunk of it when I got home. Yeah. About an hour of it. That's all I could stomach. She's got anyway, her man. Yeah. Yeah. That's about all I could stomach. Yeah. Um, so, uh, okay, I told you a drama story. Now let me just tell you a good one from uh, my three days uh, in New York for the birthday. Uh, I will lead with this. Bet Midler is a national treasure. Uh, I I cried oh, at Hello Dolly. Amazing. I cried on Saturday. Saturday night. This was the whole catalyst for this trip, actually, was when my husband scored some tickets to Bette Midler's return to the role of Dolly. She left for a while. Bernadette Peters uh, took over. Uh, so this was why we were really there. So, so I all day Saturday, and we went to another show, and I'll talk about that later, but all day Saturday, I was just like, oh, my goodness, because I love Bet. I've always loved Bet. Um, and I was actually in the straight play version of Hello, Tolly in school. It's called The Matchmaker. So for, for various reasons, I was really excited to see this. And plus, it's just a really big deal. I mean, it's Bette Midler, for heaven's sake. So yes. we uh, we we get to the theater and I'm just a flutter. We had really good seats. Kyle got really good seats. Um, and I was really shocked because I hadn't really been to a Broadway show before. So all weekend, just the sizes of the theaters kind of like surprised me. They're smaller. If you've never been, they're actually, think. yeah, they're smaller than you think. So really every seat's pretty darn good. So we sit down and he, and Colin, are you like, are you, Colin's like, are you dying? I go, yeah, I'm so excited. Like I cannot wait for this to start. And her entrance is so cool. There's three women riding like this um, horse and buggy or whatever, this trolley, and they have newspapers in front of their face. And to the beat of the music, the one unveils her face, the second unveils her face, and then the third is Dolly Levi, is Bette Midler. And she takes that newspaper down and she goes, and I'm Dolly Levi. And I will tell you, I got instantaneous goosebumps because the crowd went yonkers bonkers. I mean, oh, just wow. went, n- leapt to their feet. Uh, we must have given her about a two-minute standing ovation. I mean, a full, probably 90 seconds to be accurate. So much so that she literally had to tell us to sit down. <laughs> we were, <laughs> like, she, lit- she literally, in that very bet way, she's like, sit, 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 sit. And... I I was just I was I cried that was the first time I cried was just seeing her right away in costume. So we get to intermission. And before we went to Hello Dolly, we went to dinner and I may have had a couple cocktails. Mm-hmm. Some water. I had some water as well. So we get to intermission and I decide that I wanted to buy a Hello Dolly mug, buy some stuff. It was my birthday. Hey, get some so swag. I, You're there. Might you, as well. Thank you. 
I got some Dolly swag. So we, I get done the light, you know, Colin's like, I think intermission's almost done. Do you need to go to the bathroom? And I said, no, no, I'm good. I go, are you going to go? He goes, yeah, I already did. I said, okay. He goes, should we take our seats? And I said, yeah. Now act Uh-oh. two, <laughs> Uh-oh. Act, act two, everyone. Act two is where the grand hello Dolly routine is in. Where she's at the, it's where even if you haven't seen the show, you've seen this. She's at the top of the stairs. She's returning to the restaurant where uh, everyone knows her. She's in that stunning red dress. Blah blah blah. It's the number. I mean, yeah, the oh, damn yeah. show is called Hello Dolly. Hello. Anyway, so Act Two starts, and the waiters were at the restaurant. That's the setting. The waiters are doing these. Um, Elaborate dances, you know, and they're uh, juxtapos- juxtaposition between um, one couple and the other couple. And then the the waiters do a little dance number and then more dialogue, then more waiters dancing. And sometime during the first couple minutes of the second act, my stomach starts to grumble. And I'm like, no, oh. no, no, Jesus, no, Jesus, no, please. Please, no, no, God, please. I was praying to every religious figure when we come back. Oh, no. Did you? Uh, oh, never mind. <laughs> when we come back. No, no. Um, I said hello to something else. Uh, <laughs> hello, toilet. Hello, toilet. We will be back after these words. This is the My Talk Now trending report. What's this? What's the latest? latest, latest. Topping Google Trends and Entertainment. Spoiler alert here about the Bachelorette finale last night. If you haven't watched it, fair warning. So we have a million searches for Garrett and specifically his social media firestorm. News broke when they were secretly engaged uh, that he previously had liked a series of highly inflammatory Instagram posts, including some that were racist and homophobic. So people are searching for his apology, including this quote, just because I liked it doesn't necessarily mean that I supported it. He says in this week's issue of People, and he said, I was raised in a very open-minded family that was accepting to everybody. We're very non-judgmental. I'm genuinely sincere. Also trending, Mighty Ducks co-star Sean Weiss was arrested early Saturday in Northern California after police found him allegedly high on drugs and acting bizarrely with a flashlight. So he was booked uh, right after midnight after patrolling officers found him outside a closed business complex with approximately three other individuals high on drugs. So they put him behind bars for a few hours until he sobered up and then was released without charges. Sean Weiss played Goldberg in Mighty Ducks. And on Twitter, we have the hashtags Tuesday Thoughts and Tuesday Motivation. Those are the latest trends. You can find more at mytalk1071.com. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. Smooth like J-Lo. Send me what you want from me. I'll do it if you say so. I'm Jason Lex. And Don McClain. 632. August 7th. Cat Video Festival tomorrow, by the way. Wow, can you guys believe it? Yes, I can, happening. actually. It's here. It's happening. It's here. Okay, so wrapping up my story here, and then Don McClain is going to wrap uh, wrap up the season of The Bachelorette. But I'm sitting at Hello, Dolly! during my trip to New York, and uh, this is the whole reason we're there, the whole shebang. 
And then you, the whole reason you go see Hello, Dolly is to hear the song Hello, Dolly. Yeah. Right, Lex? That's why you're there, girl. That's why you're right. there. So I'm sitting there at the beginning. It's like the second song of Act 2. And I'm getting through the first songs of Act 2, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. My stomach is a little gurgly. Like, I didn't have to go. Like, damn it. I didn't. Like, oh, my goodness. So I start sweating because I am like four or five people in. I cannot get up because if you get up, they will not reseat you. And I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to bother these poor people by making everybody stand up. And now it is the point of no return because they are now in position for Dolly's return to this restaurant. And I'm like, and I look at Colin and I whisper, I'm like, I have, I have to use the facilities. And he said, well, you can't go now. This is the number. He goes, <laughs> basically, people with pitchforks will come after you if you stand up now. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I was in such pain, like just in such pain. And I'm so I'm simultaneously trying to enjoy the moment. <laughs> but you can't really. But I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, I think the God above uh, was watching out for me because as bet appeared at the top of the stairs for Hello, Dolly, I had like a momentary like um, uh, a momentary release of the pain. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're I had, going strong. No, no, no. I just mean, no, I just mean, I don't mean, I, I just mean the, the pain kind of subsided for a minute. And I was eight. I was like, Oh my goodness. I, I, okay. Okay. Jason, my internal, my internal dialogue was okay. I think I'm going to be okay. And then I'm watching this, like legendary routine by this legendary performer. And I was, I just said to myself, be in the moment, be in the moment. And I was, and she was spectacular and brought down the house. And there are, and Dawn as a theater person, you know, this, I, I, there is a sequence in this show, Lex and my talkers where it's toward the very end. And there's a funny little court scene (laughs) where the judge is, uh, the whole cast is there and it is staged in a way Lex where Dolly is still quote unquote at the restaurant eating. So they have her sitting alone at this table all the way to one end of the stage. And then the court is on the other end and she sits there for no less than maybe five minutes saying nothing. And all bet is doing is playing up the crowd, playing the crowd by eating, like loving. She's acting like this food is the best food (laughs) she's ever eaten. She's (laughs) licking the gravy bowl and she's like, she's, you know, she, her eyes are rolling in the back of her head and she is playing this up. Like she could care, couldn't care less about the court. And she's (laughs) sitting there like eating this chicken wing and slowly putting in her mouth and, and the she the crowd no uh, no pun intended the crowd is eating out of her hands and she has our attention uh undivided undivided you know what i mean i'm just I, 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 it was amazing to watch yeah. i mean absolutely amazing to watch 
And that I don't a know worth, a lot of that people. That is worth a trip to New York City for sure, Jace. Oh, yes. You don't know how long she's going to be reprising no. the role. And yeah, no. anything I felt can happen. Very, yeah, I felt very lucky to be there. And I'm looking around. And I'm like, this went on for six minutes. No dialogue. <laughs> I love it. Just her vamping. <laughs> yeah. Her bet. I mean, bet being bet. And it was spectacular. And my husband, when we walked out, said, how long do you think that that bit was? <laughs> and I said, probably five, six minutes. Mm. He goes, who else can do that? I go, very few people, yeah. my love. Very few people. Yeah, it was great. I saw so- Sally Struthers in the role <laughs> on the tour. Oh, really? Yeah, she was pretty good, too, but I, I would love to see Bette Midler play the yeah, role. it was amazing. Go to YouTube, everybody. Uh, you can see some clips of her on YouTube, including her entrance. 637. Okay, now, while um, I was flying back yesterday, Becca from Minnesota was making her final choice on The Bachelorette. Oh, yes, for three uh, hours. <laughs> yeah, Dawn, you were at the chart house doing um, Marley's podcast with uh, My Talk winners. Did it feel like three hours? Absolutely not. It was so much fun. Wow. Everybody there was so into it. And I couldn't believe it. It was like 830. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're going to know very soon here. Mm-hmm. So um, the moment I was shocked because I actually thought that the season was spoiled for me, but I was wrong. Because the spoiler that I got wasn't the correct spoiler. Yeah. So I was really excited when I saw, because I was really hoping it would be Garrett. He just seemed genuinely, they both seem head over heels, but he was in a way that's like, I don't know how to tell you about. I mean, there were so much feels there, (laughs) all the things that he said and how genuinely in love that he was. Not that Blake wasn't, but. They when just, they go together. Just, they work. Yeah, you he know. He knew from, the, he got the first impression, Rose. He's the one that brought the minivan up, and when he, he didn't get out of the limo, he drove up in a minivan. <laughs> he also, um, you know, reminded her a lot of her dad. That's the thing that was the general theme overall, is that he's a fly f- fisherman, he's an outdoorsman, he has a genuine good heart, she says, and just, you know, her dad had passed away, and so he's not there to help her in this decision. And she just felt in her heart that Garrett was the right one for her. And I'm glad that she's happy. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I just had, and I did not watch it as closely as you did Mm -hmm. this season, but I had a, the totally opposite reaction. I, I don't know. I feel like the, like the, the taped portion, the actual proposal, on Sweaty Island, as I called it. Because, um, girl, Blake was <laughs> oh, a sweat. Oh, oh, man, the Maldives, that's the way oh. it is. So sorry for him. He, Oh, he was just dripping sweat. And then to be rejected and then sobbing as he's in sobbing. a suit in the Maldives, dripping sweat. Poor guy. And wiping, yeah, wiping his sweat with his very expensive suit. That's all I could think about. Oh, bless him. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so Sweaty Island happened. And then the live portion, that's what made me... I don't know. It I, makes you cringe, doesn't it? Just a little? It does. I, I wish these crazy kids the best because I think Becca is very sweet. Her mother is a delight. I met her last week, um, Jill. But I have to be honest, which is going to make when, when Becca finally appears on our show, Lex, and then yeah. it's going to make it a little awkward. But I just have to be honest with you all. Something, I don't know. 
I don't know if they were unco- they were anticipating and uncomfortable because of the inevitable conversation about Garrett's past social media life, but the explanation for that just didn't ring true to me. The fact that he, the the part where he said I didn't realize what it meant to click the double heart on these bad things. I don't know. I kind of have to call BS on that. I did not buy that. Now, I did buy that he, I think, as I've said with a lot of these cases recently, I love hearing that he's not only apologizing, but that he's using this as an opportunity to change, which I think everyone should be allowed, afforded the opportunity to to learn from mistakes. We're all going to step and do. Mm -hmm. I loved hearing him say that. And I, look, I, I don't need to forgive him, but I loved hearing that. Yeah. Having said that, the explanation didn't ring true to me. Here's what it made it didn't. super awkward. And actually, somebody called during the break when we talked about it before. She was at the live taping and, yeah. and just took the red oh, eye back. She cool. said that the audience's reaction was like not the way other people are reacting. They were like very supportive of him. And that the problem was is that Chris Harrison kept asking the same question over and over again. They knew they had to fill that 15 minutes with this topic. And so... They addressed it, but then Chris kept asking the same thing in a different way, and it made it really uncomfortable for them. He's he was nervous and not oh. he's not really a wordsmith. Yeah, well, yeah. he had a statement, notice. and then he, instead of deviating or you know, kind of he can't really go off the cuff and like he didn't know yeah. how to you know yeah to totally speak from That's his a heart. Great, yes, so I, I you know what I they wanted had three Chris, hours to fill. <laughs> I know you know what I wanted Chris to ask Dawn, and mm-hmm. I'm glad that you brought that up. And thanks to the my talker that called. I wanted Chris just to blatantly, directly ask him, okay, apology aside, you've apologized. That's great. Are these feelings really in your heart? Right. Well, we know that the, he, you know, he's going to say the road answer. I know, but again. Lex, but, but I wanted Chris like, to yeah, answer. I'm a yeah, hateful Chris, person. Yeah, no. no, I don't, but I, you know, we're, we're, then fine, put it in the past tense. Before, Becca, because obviously it seems Becca has opened his heart, which is fantastic, to change. Yeah. Were these things ever in your heart? Did you ever, did you, do you ever feel these things? Were you ever at a point where, you know, you didn't know a lot of gay people, so you were kind of fearful or um, what he was anti-trans, you know, he liked an anti-trans. Were these things ever in your vocabulary, in your heart? That's, I don't know. Hmm. And and his statement, I think he needed to actually speak his statement because he's like, I stand by my statement, which was I was raised in a very open minded family that was accepting to everybody. We're very nonjudgmental. I I am genuinely sincere. But he didn't say that. I mean, he did in so many words, but I think he just was so scared to confront that issue. Yes. He kind of clammed up and she was like, and and we're learning. And it just, it was awkward. And then Chris kept going. And so, yeah, he just kept asking the same question. The same question. Yeah. (laughs) And to give, to give dude benefit (laughs) of the doubt, as much as I think something's a little hinky, Mm -hmm. I really do. And I stand by that. I do also give the dude, Gareth, the benefit of the doubt. He ain't a TV pro, you know, Mm-mm. and you're uncomfortable. It's live. It's a high stress situation. You're not. And if you're not a wordsmith, even in the best of circumstances, mm-hmm. you're probably going to sound a lot of a, very robotic. I give him the benefit of the doubt on a lot <laughs> of it. But looking through all of that, something still didn't ring authentic to me. And I, I don't know what it is. I yeah. don't. Yeah. So.
644. We're going to take a very, very brief break. 649. I'm going backwards in time. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Everything stereophonic sound. Ooh. I'm Jace with Lex. And Nashville's favorite rising artist, <laughs> Don McClain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi, girl. Hi. Hi, girl. Hi. Uh, I'm going to pepper some more uh, New York stories into the program, including uh, what it was like behind the scenes at the Today Show uh, yesterday morning. That was a kick in the pants. I went to the 9-11 Memorial Museum. Uh, I went to two other shows that I can't wait to tell you about. And uh, and and a brunch, a very dishy, gossipy uh, brunch uh, with Paige Davis from Trading Spaces. Oh, good. Ooh. 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 Hopefully, she had some dish on new episodes uh, or something. Oh yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Oh, boy. That was a that was a brunch. Let me tell you. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into all of that a little bit later. But right now, though, a little I, I just you know we usually this is our tradition when one of us comes back, other than telling trip stories. We uh, we go over things that the person missed, and I missed some big entertainment news that I wanted to comment on. First, I know because when I called in yesterday from New York, uh, is someone making popcorn? What the hell? Yeah, is that we're noise? making popcorn over here. What is that? Are you oh, making popcorn? I just moved a bag. Oh, I thought you were. Ma- I'm like, share, girl. Popcorn sounds good right now. Um, oh, it does. It does actually. I don't know why. It doesn't really sound good for breakfast. Anyway. Um, the news of Patrick Stewart yes. <gasps> Ooh, I'm returning, so returning to the role of Picard in a new Star Trek series. Huge. Yeah, that's awesome. That's gi- Lex, that is, Dawn, that is giant. I'm Trekkies so are going cray cray. Oh, they're having babies and they're not even pregnant. That's mm-hmm. how, that's how tr- much, that's how <laughs> excited Trekkies are. Babies are literally popping out. And they did nothing to make them. It's I, I can't even ma- imagine what it is like for a Trekkie right now. Oh, for man. a Trekker. Oh, yeah. That's the babies right there. <laughs> it's 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 just they're they're other than maybe Deep Space Nine and for for you my talkers that don't like Star Trek, it's it's the one of the most be- if not the most beloved show of the whole franchise, the Star Trek the Next Generation. And without a doubt, Patrick Stewart and John Luke Picard has to be one of the most beloved characters in that entire franchise. Would you, oh, Lex? Your dad's absolutely. a Trekkie. Would oh, you not agree? Time. I gotta call him and tell him this. You haven't told him yet. Well, I'm sure he knows. I, I haven't <laughs> actually had a conversation with him about <laughs> okay. it. But yeah, I, yeah, big big time character. Uh, he's uh, he's the captain of the starship. Yeah, Enterprise. So yeah, it's a big deal that he's back. Well, and it's giant, and CBS needs some good news. Hashtag Les Moonves. Uh, Ooh, yeah. By the w- oh, girl. By the way, listen, Howard. Will you get out of my mind? It's already really crowded in there, <laughs> and I don't really have space for you to be crouching in my mind. Um, crouching, yes, crouching. Hey, I'm a crouching tiger, higer. hidden hey, dragon. A, I have a can of ginger ale in here, Jay. Um, <laughs> yeah, twelve no, pack. Oh. Um, yeah, sidebar real quick mm-hmm. um, from Star Trek. You know where I'm going. Y'all, you should have heard Howard Stern's 45-minute 
story about Les Moonves yesterday on his, on his radio show. Lex, did you hear it all? Yeah, I listened to it. Yeah. Girl, mm-hmm. I couldn't get out of the car. Yeah, same. Could not get out of the car. Yeah, he, was, was, he gave a good context to uh, things that he had heard from before, but also being personally uh, sued. <laughs> Les Moonvist. We can use it as a verb now. Lord. Yeah, it was Les Moonvist. And to hear about that and then also, you know, what's happening now and just some the statements <laughs> that, well, he didn't really deny it. He just said it was a different time and that he's doing better now. But it, it is really interesting how he's out and still going out to dinner and just trying to kind of avoid the whole situation. Yeah. Well, Howard, because Howard's telling the story back in 2001 when he announced that he was going to Sirius. But before that, he, he was working for CBS Radio and Les Movis was his boss. And CB and he thought he was following all the rules. You know, he was not really talking about Sirius by name, blah, blah, blah. I'll shorten this down. Basically, trying to follow the rules, thought he was, and then CBS slapped him with like a $500 million lawsuit. And Howard thought that if he appealed to Les personally, he could help it out. He could help the situation. So he asked for a meeting. Uh, Howard and his agent and... and um, Howard's direct boss and Les Moonvis. Les agreed. They got in the meeting. Howard got very emotional, tried to be very kind and very soft and like, why are you doing this? I really, um, I really, I, I'm very sorry. I try to follow the rules and I, and I'm paraphrasing and cutting this down, but Les looked at him with this cold stare and was like, looked at his lieutenant and said, now what, what are we doing here? And the lieutenant said, hey, we're, we're suing da, 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 da. And Howard goes, will you please, please consider dropping this? And and Howard said, Les looked at him with a stone cold face and said, Howard, we will not be doing that. We are continuing to sue you. Mm. He also didn't realize he also realized with that look that Les had no idea no even idea. about the lawsuit. And just to kind of give some context to his character, that he does enjoy that yes. uh, making people feel very uncomfortable and that fear, that power that he has. So and it wasn't how- a surprise to him that no. he was a sexual predator. Yep. And Howard said he went from being sad to being rage-filled and went off on less and was like, are you sure you want to go to war with me? Uh-oh. Because because now this is war. Right. And then Howard said he started using profanity. Oh, I want to be in that room. Oh, I want to be in that room. Anyway, mm-hmm. interesting interview. Uh, second chance friendship and more when we come back. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.